Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This is a series of podcasts that's dedicated to help parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave better and be their best. Um, I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom. I've learned many lessons from my child clients and my own children. These lessons that I've learned from my clients and my own kids have informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognized, luckily, I will say, in working with thousands of children and parents that there are just some simple principles for parenting that can make parenting way easier for all of us. I'll cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you, too, can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and life-altering, not just for you as parents or teachers or mental health professionals, but also for the kids themselves. They will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave when they are with you and not with you, how you feel about yourself around children, and for those of you who are parents, it'll improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, we'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There'll be special guests that will further our conversations about parenting and children, and you'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book about freakishly well-behaved kids. In the meantime, you can check out my website, www.jodyannmullen.com, or follow me at Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullen. Okay, so, oh, wait, before that, before I introduce our guest, one more thing I'm really excited to talk to you all about is that uh, my family and I, my two kids and my husband, created a book called Naughty No More, which is a workbook um, to help kids make good decisions. It's available now, and it's easy to order. You can get your copy by calling... 315-342-9255, or um, finding it on the store located at www.integrativecounseling.us. And we'll be talking about the book um, from time to time in podcasts. Actually, today we'll probably talk about it because there's some exercises that are specific to our topic. So my guest today um, is my friend June. She's a, my sidekick, a mental health counselor, a play therapist, a mom, and a grandma. So today we're going to be addressing anger. Welcome, June. Hi, Jody. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this is one of the things that um, June and I can both tell you with the combined almost 30 years as mental health professionals is that um, most of the children that get referred to our clinical practice um, are referred in one way, shape, or form because of anger. Um, either they're acting out with their anger um, which looks like aggression, or acting in with their anger, which looks like depression. And so this is a, to- uh, a topic and a, um, an issue that we're super familiar with, um, both as parents um, but also as um, mental health professionals. And in talking with both children about 
their own anger and helping children get through their own anger and negotiate their anger, as well as um, helping parents um, deal with their children's anger, which, which can be really hard. It's really difficult to see your kid be really angry. So we wanted to start off, though, um, before you know, we give you some strategies and talk a little bit about how you can deal uh, with children when they're angry better, is just talking about what makes kids angry and what anger looks like in kids. And I, I think that's a really important place to start. And uh, before uh, June and I got started, the show got started today, uh, we, t- we were talking a little bit about that, but that's probably the most important thing for you all to know is that um, anger or what looks like anger in children can really be a lot of different kinds of things. So certainly it can be truly that they're angry about something. It, all, it could also be some sort of milder forms of anger, like they're frustrated and, and the child just jumps from being mildly frustrated to full-on angry and aggressive pretty quickly. Um, the other thing, um, some other things that anger can be indicative of in children is grief. Um, especially young children, and that's really important for you to know, is that other that young children, um, and by young I mean ages, you know, two, so from toddler years into mid-elementary school, when they are feeling a sense of grief or loss, frequently will show that as anger, and that's really important to know. And and the other piece, and we've talked about this um, in previous podcasts. Um, when we've talked about grief, is that children feel a sense of grief and loss over things that um, might we might not recognize as a sense of grief and loss. Uh, changing schools, a new babysitter, um, losing a tooth, all of those can be um, things that trigger that. Also, it's important to you, for you guys to know is that um, when you look at children's mental health, many times... Um, Things that that are more would look more like anxiety in older children and in adults and adolescents um, that would look like anxiety in younger children. Again, that about that same age range can look like anger. So anger um, can look like ir- can be really um, like irritability <laughs> um, in disguise. So that's important to know. And one last. Um, thing that I, you know, I think is incredibly important to point out is particularly in boys, um, but the, it is true of um, girls as well. But even more so in boys, is that when they are hurt, when they feel hurt about something, that also can look like anger. <laughs> so it's really there's like almost no way you're not going to see anger in children if you're like have children or you work with children because um, anger is one of those feelings that a lot of other feelings get disguised as. So super, super common. That's why most of the kids that are referred, um, you know, to us uh, have some sort of anger connection. And um, that's why we thought this was a really important topic. So anything I missed there, June, and just giving a little bit of a background on where we would see anger in kids. No, I think think the points that you raised are we come – we come up with that almost every day in our work, too, where there there's so many times where I've said to parents in my work as a counselor, like, I know he looks like he's angry, and there may be a certain amount of anger in there, but yeah. it's... He could also be he could also be hurt, he could also be lonely, he could also be embarrassed or frustrated, and these are complicated feelings that kids um aren't able to really process 
Um, and so, or, or express. So they go to the the thing that they know best, and that's you know um, to melt down, or or that's the right. in, in some young children that that's the only thing they really know how to do. Yeah, you know what I you just I I love the way that you just said that because I think um, that, that that's exactly why we see um, so much anger, or we see kids show us that they're mad. So readily is because all those other feelings are are much more complex than anger, and so for them to be able to articulate, I'm feeling really embarrassed because my brother just pinched me and I cried. Um, but you don't get that. You get um, the child hits back or lashes out or screams or yells, and so we see, you know, we're much more likely to see the anger than we are the more complex feeling. And it, you know, and I think when the other part of that is for kids to be able to articulate that um, it also becomes much more complicated to be able to say, like, for a three-year-old to say or a four-year-old, you know, to imagine them saying, like, I feel embarrassed, um, you know, exactly. that, that, that's just not going to exactly. work. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. even when you think so, of, like, sometimes even in sometimes even in, in like, um, in classes, like it, when I used to be, um, go around to preschool classes to do my evaluations, and, and many times some of, those, some of those kids in the class who were acting out and looked angry were the kids who were, um, now whether it was because of that they were ostracized or, or whether they were, they were feeling lonely and disconnected, from the other kids, and they would act out in a way that that looked like anger, and yet that was ba- basically it was based in loneliness or or wanting to connect but not knowing how. Yeah, and and I think so. So part of what happens then, right, is that um, children have a hard time with their emotional regulate uh, regulation, and kids can have a hard time with emotional regulation for lots of reasons. But when there are when they have these more complex feelings you're definitely, you know, definitely going to see that. So so one of the things that we can help them with is by recognizing, first of all, recognizing when our kids are angry. So a, a lot of times what happens when we as adults recognize that kids are angry is we tell them not to be angry. And um, if you can imagine, you know, if, if June is angry about something and I say, uh, June, don't be angry. She's not going to respond to me by going, get angry. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and so, um, and then, and then we wonder now why our kid who was already mad is now t- tantruming, and it's because we, we told them not. And we, I mean, it's really very simple, and it makes a lot of sense intuitively. But for some reason, you know, we go, we go in a, a, the opposite direction, and I think part of it is we're just really uncomfortable seeing kids angry, just like we're uncomfortable seeing kids in pain. So again, it doesn't come from a place of you know, being um, uh, naive or being not being smart about it. It's just like we don't like to see them angry, so we don't, you know, so we respond by telling them to not be angry. So the first thing exactly. really that you need to do is be able to recognize when um, a child that you care about is angry and then to acknowledge that. And this is, you know, just a very, very simple thing. And we know um, from our work with really angry and aggressive kids is that, just doing this makes such a huge difference in the way that the child then responds. And the magic here is just saying to the child, I can see you're angry. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Or, it's so easy. Feel like, 
Because somehow, uh, in many um, many people, somehow are under the um, under the assumption that kids shouldn't be angry. And I've had many conversations where I've said, "Okay, I'm allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be angry. Kids should kids have anger too. It's just that they might need a little bit of help. They, they should be validated and and respected for that anger. Um, but they may just need a little bit of help in how they express it." Right, and I think that this is another one of those times, and I know we've talked about this before, it's a very common theme here in uh, freakishly well-behaved kids, is really acknowledging and validating that feeling. So one of the things that we want you to do in terms of practicing this is, is just that, is to, when you notice that your child is angry, is to say, I can see you're angry. You look angry to me. I can tell you're angry about that. You know, put it into your own style. Um, you can use the word mad. You could use the word really, you can use really frustrated. Um, you could even, if you want to even make it um, more likely that your, you know, your child's going to recognize that you recognize their feeling. I know that was a little convoluted to say. Is throw in a uh, facial expression that looks like anger, or a gesture, or 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 use a. Uh, Use like a sound effect to say like, oh, you're so angry about this. Uh, use your tone of voice. All those things because those are the things that children really pick up on, even more so than the word. So even with your very young child, maybe they don't know the word angry, um, but they're going to start to pick up on that, that when, when, uh, when you change your tone of voice, that that's the feeling that they have. And the really amazing and very awesome part of this is that when children learn this feeling that I feel inside my body is anger and now my mom or dad or teacher or daycare provider or counselor has labeled it that way, is they, they start carrying those things up. So your child winds up saying, I feel angry or I am angry. And although that still may be kind of upsetting to you as an adult, you know, in your interaction with a child, once they can communicate to you that they're feeling angry um, in like a verbal way, then they don't have to do that in an acting out way. And that's where we really get upset as adults. And that's where kids really get into trouble as kids is when they show us that they're feeling angry behaviorally rather than tell us that they're feeling uh, angry. So one of the, so again, the first thing we need to do is be able to recognize it. Go ahead, June. You wanted to share something too. Oh, well, I, and I think also sometimes sometimes people think that if you validate a child's anger, that somehow the anger is going to increase or they're going to do they're, it's going to encourage yeah. anger. And and I've had that happen many times where uh, that uh, that a parent is is scared if they say you're really angry that somehow that will make the child become angrier. And I'm like, no, 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 right. no, no, that's not the way it works. Like think of your own yourself in that position like you said earlier, Jody, when you're when you're angry at some something and someone validates it, it kind of like it kind of makes you stop for a minute and feel like, oh okay, they they understand. They get it. I am mad rather than somebody saying like stop that. <laughs> don't be mad. Yeah, yeah. Stop it back yeah. Don't don't be mad about that. That makes you matter. <laughs> 
Right. Well, and, and in fact, exactly what happens is, and, and you and I, I know, because we've shared so many stories about how we've had these experiences with our clients, um, but yet I've also had them, you know, with my own children and my uh, my nieces and nephews, is that, you know, to, when I say, like, you're really mad about that, or you're really mad that you can't have a second bowl of ice cream or, you know, whatever it is, is they go, rather than continue to be super angry, is they go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's all that happens is they just go, yeah, I, yeah, I am angry. <laughs> like, it, and it's it's really amazing. And I, I remember this uh, one uh, child that I worked with in counseling. And, again, when we share our counseling stories, we are changing enough uh, identifying information. So if it sounds like a kid you know, it's not. <laughs> so, anyway, mm-hmm. so I was this one uh, young uh, boy that I was seeing him, he had to be like eight or nine years old, a big kid, so like a big, strong, powerful kid that I would not want to make angry. He could kick my butt if he was angry, certainly. Mm-hmm. So um, he did not, for whatever reason, he came into the waiting room of um, you know our counseling practice, and he did not want to be there. And he was throwing you know a, a pretty good fit, and he was yelling, and he was throwing himself on the floor. And so one of the things that I you know, I did when I um, saw him was, well, well, actually the first thing I did, and again, this is something we've talked about, so go back and listen to a past podcast on communicating with kids, is I laid down right on the floor next to him. So now we're at the same level. And I just, like, looked at him, and his head was, um, you know, buried in his hands, but I looked at him, and very calmly, and this is another tip, you don't want to deal with anger with anger. You You need to stay calm. So uh, very calmly, I just said to him, you are so mad right now. And so this is in the middle of a fit. He turns his little head to me, looks at me right now, and goes, yeah, I am. Just like that, as calm as dead. And it really, I mean, it made me laugh, you know, because it was just like he just needed someone to say he was really mad. And then once that was validated, okay, let's move on. And um, and I don't want to make it sound like that will happen every time, but I don't know, June. You, I mean, I think you could vouch for me. That that happens almost every time. Well, I think it happens a lot of the time because I really don't think that kids hear that and and have that um, like in the middle. And and honestly, I'm not like um, you know trying to criticize parents, but. It, but when a kid, when a child is like out of control like that and throwing it fit, it's really parent, and they may they it, it you know they may not many just saying like you're really upset right now. They're upset as well, and and when you're upset and yeah. the child is upset, that's not a good that's that's not good. When a child's out of control, they need the parent to be in control, and so children, I don't think normally when they're in the you know in the middle of a tantrum, normally I don't think they have a person get down on their level and say, "Holy cow, you're really upset right now." And right. I think it does make them kind of stop and go, "Like, oh, yeah, I am." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I and I I think that's such a key thing that you bring up too is that like you um, part of helping your kids be able to um, regulate their emotions is by modeling for them you regulating your emotions. And so, you know, 
like one of the things that um, I, I talk to parents about is what about you taking a time out? Model for your child. You know what? I'm getting so upset with you right now that I'm not making um, I'm not making good choices. So I'm going to go take a time out. And when I calm down, then I'm going to come back and talk to you a, a little bit more about what's going on here. So that you're uh, so you're actually modeling for your children how they can. Uh, emotionally regulate. Um, uh, one of the things that I did in on I used to like if I was oh my gosh I need to get away from this and the only place I could go was like into the bathroom and I and I used to be like no I I need to get I need to remove myself from this and I used to go in the bathroom and even you know I mean my my son would you know be banging on the door and 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 I'd say when you're calm. Uh, you know, I'll come out, and, you know, I mean, he, he began to understand that, and I think, like you said, it modeled for him that I said, I feel out of control. I need to remove myself from this. Yeah. It, it was just, and, and that's, that's the take it, I love that example. I think that my mom used to do that, too, now that you bring that up. But yeah. I, I, I was working with a little boy, um, and we actually were using um, one of the activities from the Naughty No More book, which is, talked about how children can become the boss of anger rather than letting anger become the boss of them. So we were working on that because this is a a little dude that really struggled um, with anger being the boss of him. And so so as we were thinking and brainstorming and doing this activity of all the different things that he could do when anger was trying to take over him, I, you know, I put out there, I wonder what would happen if you put yourself in time out? And he's, uh, he's around like eight or nine years old also, and he just started laughing, and he said, I think my parents would have heart attacks. <laughs> and I said, but do you think that you could do that? Do you think that you could, you know, like if you start to feel really mad at your brother and you feel like you're going to lash out at him, do you think that you could go, like take a deep breath and say, I'm going to time out or I'm going to my room. And he and he like loved that idea because again he was in control. He wasn't getting sent that time out. He was like circumventing the whole process this whole time out process and taking not just taking over his anger, but taking over like the sort of punishment or the way that his parents were helping him manage his anger. Yeah. Exactly, and I, I love that, that that then the child gets to feel that, like, okay, I'm in control of of, of this situation, and, and they learn in this to, to to start to become in control of how they handle their own anger. And it, 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 yeah. it can be really empowering to them. And, and none of these things that we're saying are overnight, like you said, are overnight, like, okay, yeah. in one time, you know your child will change it, but but if you if you model this and 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 work with your kids on this, they they do need they need help with this kind of stuff. It's not stuff yeah. they know on their own, and it it really well, does work. And and that is um, you know it's so funny because that's exactly what I was just going to say next is how would kids know how to manage their anger? Like how would they know that? Like <laughs> you know it's, yeah, exactly it's not, like it's not something they're. <laughs> <laughs> So some kids are wired, you know, differently that they will, you know, they it might come more naturally to them. But other kids really need to learn how to do that. And so one of the things that you can do as a person who really cares about children is teach them ways to manage their anger. Okay, you can take a time out. What else can you do? And, you know, what, 
one thing that um, you know that we notice a lot in children is the it's the physical uh, manifestation of anger that they need to like work on. So you know, so uh, like an idea, like if you're feeling really angry, can you um, can you go stomp your feet? Is there a place you can stomp your feet? Is there a place you can uh, jump up and down? Like what can you do to to get some of that out? And I think you know, uh, and I think June and I keep sort of saying this, is go back and reflect on yourself. What helps you when you're angry? Do you need to take a deep breath? I like to go for runs, you know, when I, when I'm, <laughs> I need to move to get rid of that. Um, but mm-hmm. and I, and I tell you that happens is when you're moving, it also sort of frees up your, ener- your energy in other ways so that you can kind of think through things. And that's, that's not just an adult thing. That also happens for kids, except, you know, their opportunities to, like, go take a walk when they're angry. Well, you know, that might not happen, you know, be able to happen in your neighborhood or community or or that might, you know, just not fit into the rules of your house. So, you know, it really behooves you um, to think, well, what can they do? But to, I mean, one of the things I think that you and I noticed um, in in working with parents but also collaborating with schools and working in schools um, clinically is that there seems to be this message that it's not okay to be angry, and that's not realistic. It's not okay to be aggressive. <laughs> it's right, not, you know, right. The behavior. Right. right. But right. feel angry, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a different thing. So so when, when you're thinking at, about um, your children and children that you're connected to, it, it makes a lot of sense to do this before acting out with anger becomes an issue. So, you know, we're right in the beginning of the school year or about to embark on a new school year. So in your classroom, like, why don't you start with that? What are the kinds of things that we can do, um, all of us, when we're feeling kind of angry and out of control so that we don't get out of control? You know, so, like, I, I think it's sort of like, and I know these are, again, other things that we've talked about in previous podcasts where, um, helping kids know what they can expect is really just helps kids do better behaviorally. And so, if we know that kids, if we set the tone, like um, both June and I have worked as consultants um, for daycares and preschools as well, is that if you let the kids know, here are the different things that you can do when you're feeling like you might get really mad and make a bad decision about what you, you know your behavior. Is you can do all these things. Now they already know this. So when they are feeling that way, they don't first have to start to come up with that because we all know as adults, when we're feeling an intense emotion like anger, our thinking gets, you know, is not at its best. Mhm. Mhm. And even um, even when they and a lot of times too, I've found that if a if a if a um, parent has a has difficulty with it with one of their children who, um, you know, with with some anger. When the when the child is being is 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 acting appropriately, a lot of times they're just like, "All right, I'm just not going to say anything." It's <laughs> yes, that's that's the time you should say something to be able to like to call attention to to when they're when they're doing it well and to say like, "Wow, I noticed yeah. that you you were upset when your sister took that, but you didn't." You you handled it, you know. You you went and took yourself to time out, or you just took a mm-hmm. couple of deep breaths. That was really awesome, you know, to to be able to call attention so they get that reward of attention 
when they do it well, not just when they're acting out. Yeah, so to be able to face them, like I could see that that was like making you really angry or I could see that, Mm -hmm. or or I've I've noticed that other times when your brother has, you know, done that, taken your things, that you've gotten really angry. I love the way that you handled it this time. Yeah, so I think a big part of it is, you know, we often notice the negative or notice when, you know, it's, it's the mal maladaptive behavior or the poor behavior. So, like, uh, we really need to do our work on the other side, which is noticing when they are doing what we want them to do. And also pointing out when we're doing that. So, like we said earlier about the timeout, we're saying, you know what, I was feeling really angry, so I'm, I'm going to go take a walk or I'm going to, you know, or, um, or I have to, like, calm myself down so that we're not just pointing out um, the negative behaviors in our household or in our classrooms that we're really honoring um, the, the the behaviors that are most pro-social. Exactly. What is, I guess one of the things that I'm thinking of, too, is just other kinds of quick strategies for diffusing anger. We talked about, because um, we just have like a minute or two left here, and we talked about having <laughs> kids stomp their feet or jump up and down. I love having them blow bubbles but take really take a really deep breath to try and blow a really big bubble because that just regulates their breathing and it's it's hard to uh, feel super angry if you're breathing in a, a a very slow paced deep way. So those are those are just like three of my favorites. Do you have a favorite tune before we go that you'd like to mention? Um, just like so, I I had one little girl and she used to go. She had she used to go in her room at. Um, and listen to she called it church music, and it was just this this um, tape that she had of like like hymns and things like that. That to her that that made her feel like comfortable and relaxed. And even even just teaching deep breathing, like you said, with with um, you know blowing bubbles or whatever. But even just <laughs> encouraging like like play with play doh or or go draw yeah. or something like that that might you know calm them and soothe them. Right, even. Even something simple like drawing, you know, like draw, draw what it's like that anger feels like inside. You know, it's, and I think the message that I really want to leave um, our adults and grown-up audience with is not to be scared of it. Like, you don't, don't be scared uh, and upset by anger. Just understand that it's a normal feeling and validate it. And, and, and you'll see the calmer you are that that part's contagious too. Just like anger can be, an aggression can be contagious, so can peace and calmness. Anything else you want to add, June? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not good at. I'm not good at really quick thirty second conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, neither am I. So I just want to say thank you so much for being part of this call, June. I appreciate uh, your contributions, and uh, we You're hope welcome. you. Uh, that's something out of here. Have a great day. Thanks again, June. Ah, uh-huh, you're welcome. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.